and we'll go. Hey everyone, excited to be back with some more episodes here. I think we're pushing about episode 22 right now with some awesome realtors across the great nation. Uh, this one I'm super excited about. We've known him and his wife, Carly, for, I don't know, probably about six years, Josh. Does that sound about right? Seven years, eight years, somewhere in that neighborhood? Yeah, in that ballpark. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, they do a lot of, ton of production up here in Northern Colorado. So they have some unique skill sets that I obviously like to bring out to audience. You guys know my style. I'm pretty laid back and loose. I uh, just like to have fun with this more than anything, kind of breaks down the day-to-day -day stresses of the business. So with that, I want to uh, introduce Josh Robertson. Robertson, uh, how do I say it? Rober or Robert? <laughs> Robertson, yeah. There's okay. Some <laughs> Probably should get that figured out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Robertson, that's all good, though. <laughs> Happens all the time. And he is fantastic. With Carly, who's not able to be here today, certainly, but uh, wish her the best. And they're one of the better couples that I know in, in the community and the business. So super excited. Uh, they run the Ideal Team Home. So, and so anyways, I'm gonna let them kind of talk a little bit about that. So Josh, kind of talk to me a little bit about who is Josh and Carly. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we're a husband-wife team uh, for sure. Carly's the secret sauce of the business. Uh, so really, she should be the one doing this interview, but that's okay. Um, so, you know, I... Uh, been in real estate man 17 pushing into 18 i've been licensed now i didn't do that full time uh forever you know i had to build a book of business on the side and that kind of thing while running another career for a while but um anyway so then carly uh caught the bug um oh my gosh i don't know it was probably in the seven ish eight oh man now my i'm so bad with dates it's probably nine nine years ago she started helping me kind of on the side doing a bunch of stuff caught the bug eventually she got licensed and so now we just uh crank it together and um try to take care of our people and, and business we, has only exploded since she joined right <laughs> oh definitely oh but far yeah uh yeah my phone rings less and less all the time and her rings more and more so uh, winning but, yeah exactly <laughs> But so we're uh, independent, uh, got our own team, Ideal Team Homes, as you mentioned. And um, right now, it's just real tight, her and I. Um, we've gone big before. Well, bigger, not big like you, big dog, uh, <laughs> but bigger. And uh, right now, we're just keeping it small and tight. And that's what we do. Okay, awesome. Well, thanks, Josh. So um, tell me a little bit about how long you guys been married, if you're comfortable with that. Like, just give me a little bit of family's background and, you know, how you tie that into real estate. And, you know, I know that's tough, especially when both husband and wife both work in the same industry together. So maybe talk to me a little bit about that. A little curveball at you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have been married May. We hit 20 years. Wow, and if congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. If you see a picture of me, you probably don't think that it's possible to do that long. People always make fun of us. Like, when did you get God married? Bless. You were 10? Yeah, God bless Carly, right? She yeah. has to probably put up with a lot more than you do. <laughs> yeah, she does, actually. We were getting on a cruise ship one time, and they looked at her and was like, is your dad with you? And it was me standing right behind her. Like, oh, my God. Anyway, um, so, yeah, 20 years, it hit May. And uh, honestly, we're kind of unique. Um if you know anything about personality profiles, Enneagram kind of thing, mm -hmm. uh, we have similar profiles. Our, our main motivating one is three. We're that number three achiever. And so we mesh pretty well. Um, I wouldn't recommend all couples work together, um, but we do great with it. And we're in a, a good groove. Of course, we had to mature through uh, marriage challenges years and years ago to get to that point. And 
um, really go deeper with each other before we could be any good to our business together. So, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you got to go through those battle tested moments to obviously be battle tested for the future. And I think running a business together is one of the ultimate tests. Definitely. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Why don't you tell me a little bit about your superpower? Like what makes your team unique? Like what do you guys excel at? Something you could share with the audience that, you know, is just something you guys have perfected or at least get close to mastery and, and you're, you're recognized for it. Yeah. Uh, individually, um, one of our, our preferred lenders, he always refers to me as 007. And the reason uh, he is, started saying that is uh, nothing ever shakes you no matter what disaster comes with your clients or anything nothing ever shakes you it's like you just find a solution and move forward and so i would say that's uh been a skill that you know i've been able to hone in on and um you know just always stay level-headed figure out the best solution but then marrying that coupling that with uh together both carly and i approach our business um by putting people before the deal. It's always, it's always people before the deal. And so no matter what disaster is going on or, you know, whether it's good or bad, it's always trying to figure out what's in the client's best interest. And so she does that just as much as me. Um, and so that's kind of our secret sauce is really um, just genuinely taking care of people um, and, and become known for that with our clients. So I don't, I think that answers the question. Does yeah, that no, it totally answer? does. And I think like, you know, from an audience perspective, we hear a lot about value, 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 right? Like it's relationship. It's about rapport building. It's about value. That's where the genuine business comes from typically, right? Is like people right. want to do business with people that they know, like, and trust, right? So how, exactly. how would you look at your business model today as you look at that 007 and taking care of people and how have you reciprocated that or how how has that continued to nurture those people what are you guys doing in your business right to continue to reinforce that uh this could be counter business coaching um i don't think it is it depends on what model you're going after uh, so really we continue to just genuinely take care of people throughout any of aspect of our life and it doesn't matter if they're our client or not mm -hmm. And, and we just try to love on people the best we can. And, and so that is what overflows and drives business. So um, it's not building relationships strategically for the sake of getting a deal. It's building relationships in our life everywhere we go and genuinely just caring about people that then feeds the business. And so that's how we just approach life, um, whether it be, you know, work or church or whatever the heck we're doing a person in a grocery store uh, it's not it's literally literally about people uh, so i don't that that's what grows and keeps the business going um is uh that people just know that we care and so they call <laughs> yeah no absolutely no and i i think that's a huge opportunity and a huge piece that we get too businessy instead of focusing on the people first, like you said. And if you help others, the reciprocity is typically there that they want to give back to you in some capacity. And I don't have to go in with that motivation, of course, but that's just the standard laws of human beings. Uh, right? 
you give to and them. And of course, we lose deals here and there where, you know, things don't go that way, but it's okay. We just keep plowing forward. Right. Uh, how long would you say in your real estate career it took you to like kind of get to that level-headed spot where you didn't really get your earth shaken or the ground was shaken for you? Or have you always been that way? Uh, the, the natural ability to do that, I mean, some of the core stuff has already always been there, but the maturity to operate that, you know, I got licensed at 23, maybe 24. Um, it was, it was kind of a blur. I had little kiddos back then. And, uh, so, you know, everything going on, but, um, it, it took years to both develop a business, uh, maturity and then just emotional intelligence, you know, being a young guy in early twenties, you know, I had a little bit of growing up to do. So I'd say like maybe six to eight years into the business, I finally was at a place to where I'd seen enough. Uh, I'd seen enough deals go South that no, it didn't phase me anymore. Like it was okay. Well, I've seen it go south, but there's always a solution or there's another opportunity for even the same client that something went south for. So like, you know, I, it was probably in that six to eight years, uh, it stopped shaking me and I realized that you just have to keep going and, you know, and keep plowing forward. Yeah. What, what's a tip that you have on that? So it doesn't, cause I know a lot of people would be like, Hey, it just, uh, it may look like you don't care. Right. It's like, you're not going to get super like, and that's one of the coaching strategies, right? Don't get too high. Don't get too low in this business because it, it'll, it'll eat you up. I, I think it's similar to being like, you know, it's not similar, but similar concept of being a cop or something like that. Right. You have to like keep your emotions in check, no matter the situation you go through. Granted, I think they definitely go through much more horrendous situations than we do as real estate agents, but, you know, concept wise, probably similar. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's a great question. And that leads me to think that there should be like a book written about the emotionally intelligent real estate agent. Um, and Hey, honey, take note of that. Uh, <laughs> just walk through the room. But so it really is not, it's not ignoring the fact that there's a disaster going on. You know, an emotionally intelligent person is going to understand that you can recognize that there's hardship and feelings and things that are happening right now that directly impact a client's life. And, um, you know, it, it can be going south. But what most, especially rookies, I, I see happen is really the deal they're usually more concerned about, are they going to collect that commission? Mm -hmm. That creates a tension of, oh no, everything's on fire. And now the client's panicking and then they're panicking inside also because they're not sure if they're going to get that commission and then they're, you know, it's going to impact their life. And so if you approach people first and it's not about you making money, it's about taking care of people, what's in their best need and knowing that the money will come later and you just have that level headedness about you. Um, you can pause and reflect. You can acknowledge when things are difficult for your client. You can acknowledge that this is maybe really crappy, whatever's going on, but um, you don't have to get on the roller coaster of, you know, anger or, you know, giving up and everything is, it's over, right? The hunt has to end. You don't have to get on that roller coaster. You can just plow forward and find a solution uh, and work hard to do so. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. hundred percent. And I think you hit it right on the head, right? It's that emotional intelligence piece. I've been really on a bandwagon on that for a while now, especially as we coach and train our agents. It's like, like that emotional intelligence piece is what's the rapport building. Like, how do you go from asking 
surface level questions to getting deeper level questions and knowing how to build on that. The more questions you ask, the better the questions you ask, the more you rapport you build. And it's also, like you said, I, I consider it being a leadership role, the good real estate agents that the, the client is looking to you and how you react and how you behave. It, it sets the tempo for them, right? So it just because you're calm, cool, and collective doesn't mean you don't care, right? It means that they're going to follow your lead. So if you're running around panicked and crazy, well, guess what they're going to do, right? Is But if you say, hey, I don't really give a damn and whatever happens, happens, that's not emotional intelligence, right? And your client's going to be like, cool, what a jerk. <laughs> right, right. And, it, you know, speaking of that running around crazy, you know, I see people make a mistake of when something goes bad or somebody makes a mistake. You know, I've seen agents start playing this blame game of, mm -hmm. Well, they didn't do their job and they're doing their job. And really all you're doing is you're feeding this point out other people's faults and failures. And it becomes the focus of what you're doing. And, and it is really creating a toxic, emotionally charged environment for the entire deal. Whereas instead of just acknowledge there are some mistakes, but move forward and find the best solution for it, instead of just fixating on how maybe the other agent on the other side of the deal messed up, isn't doing their mm -hmm. job. Like you want to create bad blood between the clients. And, you know, when you get to the closing table, you know, so just keeping your tongue controlled, you know, control your mouth. Right. Um, and I, and I think that's, that's what makes the best agents, the best agents is their, their solution focused, right? It's not, Hey, here's where we are today. It is what it is. How are we going to move forward with a solution instead of, a solution is not blaming the other agent, right? That 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 makes you feel better, better, I guess, and that's your own personal ego getting in the way. But it doesn't really solve the problem, right? So I think you're spot on with that. Yeah, let it go. Anyway, right uh, what else? All right, man. Uh, what's the piece of advice you'd give someone that because you've been through the experience of a shifting market, right? So 2023 20, years, you were probably going through that 2008, 2010, 12 cycle. Kind of, if you had to give any agent of any experience level, preferably probably the majority of the agents, what I would probably say, I don't have that stat on my hand, but I'm going to say it's probably 70 to 80% have not been through a changing, shifting market, if you will. So there's a large population of real estate agents, including myself. I've only been in 10 years. Carly falls into that boat too, right? So what is the advice you, you would give people like myself, right? In a market like this? Yeah, um, first, you know, make sure that you understand what's actually happening in the market and that you don't um, have false expectations of the market conditions. You know, if you're an agent that's only doing a, a you know, handful of deals a year, uh, if you haven't closed one in the last month or two, you may, you may not be in tune with what's actually happened. So first make sure you understand the market that you're actually in. So that's one. Second, when you're meeting with the client, um, whether it's a listing or a buy side, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's important to set expectations that are realistic because um, when you're in a down market, yeah, and be honest, um, you know, if, if you go in telling a, a seller that, oh, it's still a hot market and it's going to fly off the shelf, it, you know, and you're setting up expectations that are just not something that you can guarantee anymore. Um, you know, that that's a mistake. You know, you're going to create disappointment. You're going to break, uh, break relationship, uh, trust with, you know, your client down the road. It just doesn't go well. So if you can just be understand your market, but set good expectations about what's going to happen, um, you know, encourage them to be patient and, um, you know, just know that 
a home can still sell even if it doesn't sell in two weeks right mm-hmm. like yeah you you keep watching the traffic you watch the activity you, you know you're checking your pricing and it does mean you're gonna have to work a little bit harder than what you used to when the market was hot but um you know it's okay and that's what we're here for yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of where I look at it as like, and I also am like, you know, you got to be a market expert at this point, right? You can't just fly by the seat of your pants anymore like you can in a good market, which means you better know your your data, you better know the trends, you better know the stats. None of us have a crystal ball, but you should probably be watching some kind of trusted economists and forecasters and stuff. And obviously not buying into every forecaster because most of them are never right because it's a forecast, right? But with that being said, having that extra knowledge helps you in preparing and having conversations with your clients. That certainly is more intellectual, I would say, than most agents. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Well, uh, I'm going to go into uh, if you guys had to bring somebody into your organization today for growth purposes, just curious, this is just for me, what what role would you bring in and why? Oh, gosh, for growth purposes. Leverage, <laughs> maybe not even growth, but leverage, get, get rid of some things that you feel like could be better suited with somebody else. Man, truthfully, that's so hard to answer because we're in the spot that we're in because it's where we want to be. So think about what would I want to change or what would I do um, is really difficult. But, um, you know, definitely most people's failures um, have to do with some kind of sales related activity, whether it's reaching out, you know, touching base with, you know, sphere or clients just you know so anything you can do to improve that those processes uh to connect with your people your leads your you know all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. definitely think of things to do there of course you know there's always operational stuff that people usually need to hone in on whether it be um hey you're spending way too much time on a task that a va uh, Mm -hmm. could do or you know something like that but it, it really depends on wh- where you're at in your business. You know, um, it, if you're a smaller agent, you, you know, or just by yourself, you and one other person, you can get a lot done if you just set yourself up for success. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you get the right technology put in place and you don't have to spend a lot of time doing stuff. I don't have to spend a lot of time writing contracts because when I want to write one, I've got a template already made, right? Like it's like, so things don't have to be so complicated. We overcomplicate things all the time. Yeah. I'm one thing I really like about like Ben Kenny over on the KW world and place Inc and all that, no affiliation to any of that. But one of his methodologies is, you know, the keep it simple, stupid method. Like that is one, I think that's one of his geniuses is he runs one of the most craziest, biggest, largest, I think it is the largest friggin' brokerage or team ridge, if you want to call it that in the nation and his philosophies and everything he does, it starts with how do we simplify, right? Like we need to make, you want to run a PL? Cool. How do we simplify that? Right. Cause that can get confusing. Cool. Let's just make it simple. Right. It's a, it's a yeah. genius. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, everybody has different strengths and weaknesses, though. So, you know, what mine would be to grow or do something different, probably be very different than what somebody else would would do. But 
Uh, yeah, sorry, I don't have a, a great answer for that one. Uh, it's well, I'll challenge you because I think there's an opportunity of leverage somewhere in there, but it's, I have any, don't have any skin in the game. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> but I say that because, you know, you guys do a fair amount of travel, right? You guys are pretty flexible with your schedule, right? You found, at least this is my outside end look, you guys can agree to disagree with me or disagree, but, you know, I see you guys have that flexibility. You've established a, a desirable model that gives you the freedom and the flexibility to do the things that you guys desire. Yeah, we've ran... Uh during COVID we moved to Texas for a year and a half and um, you know, it's only like 30 something deals that we did, but we did it all remote. Uh, that's not true. We would come back like once every six, eight weeks, um, but ran it remote and just uh, basically had an easy, <laughs> easy life. <laughs> I wasn't not even 20 hours a week. It was fantastic. <laughs> I got one of my great business partners just down the road in Denver. And she swears she worked three to four hours a day and she did like $45 million in volume in, uh, as yeah. a agent. I mean, she's leveraged with TCs and some stuff, but she's a single true licensed agent running that kind of deal. So it's absolutely there. Right. Um, sometimes I hit myself in the head, like, why am I working 50 or 60 hours? Um, but you know, each model is different, right? <laughs> Every model's different. Yeah. You, you either should be on that. You should either probably stay really small and tight or be ready to go big. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but that whole in-between model will just eat your lunch. That's uh, the hard part. Yeah. And it, and it's not, obviously it's not a, it's not super easy, of course, as you know, running teams and things like that. Right. And we could go into a whole nother topic with that, but I think you're spot on, right? It's like, it's like if you go big, that means you probably got some pretty good systems dialed in and you've got a lot of things you've pre-built, if you will, or at least at that juncture have built. But it's that in-between stage where I see most teams implode. And the easiest thing to do is usually just pull the ripcord. No judgment at all. That's just usually where they pull the ripcord. Now, like, I can't keep agents. Uh, I'm not getting enough production. I'm just going to go back to being my own single agent, right? Getting no judgment. That's just kind of that 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 middle zone, like you said. Yeah. And not everybody has the, it is a different topic, We probably, <laughs> but not everybody has the capacity or the ability to, you know, take on running a team like yeah, that. Nor, nor the desire, honestly. You know? the, yeah. yeah. That's, it's, that's a fair point. Like I, I'm, I don't think there's a one size fits all model for, it. that's the beauty of this business, honestly, is for somebody to yeah. come in and go, the natural progression, Josh and Carly is to run a team, right? It's like, cool. Well, how about we ask some questions around that, right? Like, yeah. why would I want to do that, right? And, and yeah. the answers will expel whether it's really something you should do versus just what the population might suggest that you do. <laughs> so, so uh, cool. What's your favorite book and why? Ooh, I've got a lot of good books. Um, you know, things that get get you thinking. Um, I loved, obviously, years ago, like the book Think and Grow Rich. That was fantastic. Um, four Hour Work Week uh, uh, with Tim Ferriss. I think that's right, Tim Ferriss. It, that was great. Uh, that really challenged me to think differently. Um, you know, but if it, it, it depends on where you're at, right? Mm -hmm. The why is dependent on what topic. So like if you are building your team out, stuff like e-myth and things like that, where, you know, start putting some systems in place, that would be a good, good book to go after. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of good resources out there. It depends on the topic you're trying to hone in on, I think. Yeah. I agree. What what about a, and if you don't have one, I'm, I am putting you on the spot, but hopefully not too much on the spot, oh, like a relationship uh, book. Relationship book. So 
well, I love the topic of marriage. Um, so there's probably one, uh, there's a book called five love languages. Um, <laughs> that is a fantastic resource to understand both the people in your life, what motivates, you know, their love and uh, how we respond. So that's, uh, fantastic. And then, um, if, if you are a faith person and open to that, or at least open to that, uh, there's a book just getting through called emotionally healthy spirituality. Mm. Um, and that's been a really good book. It's, you know, um, you could, you could become an emotionally healthy person, without the spirituality. Um, but this is a book that really combines the two of how do you become a mature, emotional adult, but also how does that look played out in biblical Christianity, stuff like that. So um, for people who are interested in that, that's a fantastic resource. Um, it just kind of take you to the next level. Okay, awesome. Well, thanks for sharing those with me. So the last question I have for we wrap up, I got to read it off my script. It's the best question of them all, if I'm being honest. So buckle up and get ready for this one, because we're going to finish this show sure. with a bang. If you had to step toe to toe with Bill Clinton in a fist fight, who would win? Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding. Right answer. <laughs> well, and the fact that you're on one leg, you might have to call in for some support. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. Bill Clinton. I haven't thought of Bill uh, uh, That's my brevity moment and lighthearted uh, wrapper up and not to put you on the spot with that. You just Carly will take care of it. All right. Just, we'll just put it on Carly. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Carly would win. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> all right brother thanks for your time i really appreciate uh taking th 25 30 minutes out of your day this was huge um i appreciate your heart for sharing with others that's literally why i do this too uh yeah sometimes i got five years sometimes i got 105 years but it's all about just giving back to the community and i appreciate that you guys are big believers in that as you open kind of the story up with yeah absolutely well happy to be here thank you for the invite and uh if you ever want to chat again just let me know Yes, sir. Thanks so much. We'll bring the better half on the next time. That would be a better idea. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate you, man. No problem. See you. Right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>